Hi, I'm Father Dave Dwyer, Executive Director of Busted Halo Ministries and host of the Busted Halo Show, from which you're about to hear an excerpt. But before we play the clip, give me just a moment to invite you to join with us. This is the time of year that we ask you who enjoy the content on BustedHalo.com and through these podcasts and perhaps listening on the radio show to become partners with us in mission as we reach out to so many more people who find themselves distant from God, who may not even darken the doorstep of a church, but whom we can reach through this technology. And you can help us do that. You can help us reach even more people with your monthly donation as a member of our Halo Repair crew. It is so helpful for us as a nonprofit who struggles to raise funds to have reliable sources of income that we can accurately budget for every month throughout the year. And right now, because we are in the bicentennial year of the birth of the founder of the Paulist Fathers, my religious community that I've pledged my life to, we invite you to consider giving in multiples of 200, maybe if your means allow, $200 a month. I would be extremely grateful. Or imagine the many other things that you pay 10, 15, $20 a month for, whether it's Netflix or how much money you spend on Starbucks or whatever, and ask yourself, is this ministry as valuable to you as that or as valuable to someone else as that? For more information about some of the thank you gifts we have for you or to become a member of our Halo Repair crew, simply go to bustedhalo.com slash join today. And if you're not able at this time to become a monthly supporter, thank you anyway for the ways in which you spread the word about Busted Halo Ministries. Okay, now it's time to enjoy a clip from the Busted Halo Show. Let's go to Tom, who's somewhere in Pennsylvania. Hello, Tom. Tom, you there? Use some fatherly advice. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> all right, Tom, we'll, we'll do it. It's time for Father Dave to dispense some fatherly advice. It's time It's time for me to dispense again. It's time. I think I was just dispensing. It's time again. I'm going to be dispensed all um, out. Another time. <laughs> you are rarely dispensed that all out. That is true, my friend. You know me. <laughs> That's why we keep you around here. So, Tom, somewhere in Pennsylvania, what can I help you with? Yes. Well, I, I had a, I was, I'm 47. I had a, a marriage of 21 years. And it was not a great one. It was not, there wasn't affection in it. It was not very loving. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. And and we're, you know, for about a year and a half now, we're divorced. And I have found this woman who I love now. And I have not found that previously in life. Oh, wow. Um, But, you know, I'm, I... I have not been, without me coming out and saying something rotten on the radio, <laughs> I have not been able to go to communion for a couple months. I mean, I, for a while I was going to confession and then, you know, then committing the same sin again. Gotcha. Okay. And, okay. And, and I just, so I guess I, <sighs> I crave, I, I feel lost without receiving the Eucharist. I go to mass. I, I go to, I read daily mass. I go to mass every week. Um, so I feel lost yet. I feel like I would be a real hypocrite if I just went to confession, then went to Eucharist and then went right back down the, the right, the other road. Now mm-hmm. I, I'm not yet, I've not yet gotten annulment. I've started the process, but oh, okay. you know, I, I'm, I have just received all the paperwork from the tribunal, um, but I just, I don't want to lose this woman, yet I don't want to continue to not receive the Eucharist, and I just, 
know, well, in that in that last statement, Tom, it seems like you were implying that, and the thing that we're not saying is having a sexually active relationship. So it seemed like you were implying that if you said, you know, let's stop this and wait until my annulment comes through, and uh, according to my faith, sex is only um, really morally acceptable within marriage. So let's wait till we do that. You think that might lose her? I think that will definitely cause a, a struggle. Yes, um, she's not. She was baptized as a Catholic, but has not um, has gone away from that. Her kids go to Catholic school. However, um, she is not a practicing Catholic, and kind of we've had some arguments about uh, our faith. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's it's a goal of mine to bring her in this life to the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm not as optimistic on that as I could be. Uh, you also threw another little uh, red herring in there, Tom. Her kids. Has she been married before? She has, yes. And is she divorced, or is her husband deceased? She, she's divorced. Okay. It was not a Catholic wedding. It was a Methodist wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, still, yeah. there would be some procedure for her as well. If she was born and baptized a Catholic, it's not quite because of what you just described. It would actually be a much more streamlined process uh, and wouldn't involve a lot of what people f- sometimes find distasteful about the annulment process. Having to you know contact people, dig up old memories and all that. That really, because she was a Catholic and she was not married in the church to begin with, she was married in a Methodist church, it would really be just sort of collecting some documents and then that, that her annulment would be granted it's really not technically annulment but it's it's declaring that she is free to marry and then you said you've already started the process of your annulment so that uh kind of is underway um i mean i I, tom at least i i applaud you for seemingly having a conscience to say you know i i i believe enough strongly in my faith that i can't just you know, be two-faced about it and on one side do this and the other side do that. And it, it, the, the conflict is obvious and that I think is something that we miss a lot. Last night on the show we talked about the fact that there's a lot in our society that doesn't consider anything sin anymore. So the fact that you are at least disturbed by the fact that I'm practicing something that I know that is against the church and I want to be part of the church and it's conflictual enough that you would call into the show... I would begin there and say that that is God, that is the Holy Spirit planting that in you, and that and that's real. Because you're not saying, oh, you know, there's some big rule written on the church door, and I guess i got to abide by this. I hear you saying that this is coming from inside you, Tom. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's that's God. That's your conscience. That's your humanness. It's not, um, oh, boy, i got to check some box because I got baptized Catholic sometime early in my life. And when it is genuinely me and my conscience and like i said just said to the last uh, caller when we're talking about moral decisions we thomas aquinas said we cannot go against our properly formed conscience and your your conscience has been formed well enough to know that what you're doing is against what we believe is is god's law for us god's will for us and you're saying oh it doesn't feel right doesn't feel right to do anymore and obviously tom you know um the the let's say uh, immediate effect of that or result of that is the fact that you're not going to communion, but you realize that you're not going to communion because it's a bigger deal. It's not just about, you know, do I read the readings at home this week, but boy, I miss having that host on my tongue. The reason why we say that is we believe that when we commit grave sin, that we have taken ourselves outside of communion with God and with the church. 
And we don't want that. <laughs> that is a, a, a situation that should not persist, not just because it feels a little awkward not to go up for communion, but for you know the sake of our, our eternal life. So it sounds like that's welling up inside you, and it's not like I have to wag my finger at you and tell you to do the right thing, Tom. No, I know. I know. <laughs> doing the right thing is not the easy thing, though. Oh, no, it is not. It very often is not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I just, I just fear that I'm, I'm going to lose out on, on something that's, that's real, and, and that's, that would be a shame. But I have a, a bad feeling that that's the way it's going to have mm-hmm. to be. Well, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would, even if I wasn't, even if I wasn't Catholic priest. We were just talking two nights ago about the, the, the show. What's the show? The Bachelorette. She gives them a rose and all that. Yeah. The fact that that's a deal breaker for people. Uh, is sad to me in our in our modern world and that it's not like it's not it's not like never again it's like okay it might take you know six months or a year to get an annulment and it's also tom i mean not that this is i'm giving you permission but i mean it's also not necessarily presuming that in the course of a year we might never fall succumb to temptation and sin but it is saying that this is what my value is and i would like us to do that and to see if she can join you in that value and say oh that's a struggle for us that's tough but hey let's try it because quite frankly if it's something that you're someone that you're looking to marry that's not going to be the most challenging thing that you'll experience in your in your married life. That there's got to be other ways, yeah, right. many other ways. That's that's why the church says this. We're, we're seen as so, we're perceived as so backward and come on, get with the modern thing. And what's wrong with you guys? And sex has nothing to do with love or commitment or children or anything like that. But the idea is if we, if we can't be united uh, and on the same page about something like this, sex before marriage, then what about the bigger issues that come down in our life that are going to be much more of a challenge when whatever happens and I need to be because of our bond together I'm there for better for worse I mean that's why we say these things go together like that and I would say you know I mean I don't know her and I don't know your relationship and how much you love her and the fact that I mean you described it I mean my heart goes out to you say boy this feels like a once in a lifetime thing Um, but I mean if she doesn't love you enough to respect you and say okay this is what matters to you I love you, so we'll wait, and then we'll get back to me being happy. But for now, I want to make you happy. If she can't do that, then as much as you love her, then it's not mutual enough to be the lasting relationship that we would consider marriage. Makes sense. Thank you. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's – I don't mean to sound, you know, sort of cold in that. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I, I – you know, every, everything you said I agree with and have already thought, but uh, it's, it's good to hear somebody say it. All right. Well, Tom, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Appreciate your call. This concludes Father Dave's fatherly advice. We hope it helped. We always, we always hope. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And yet, tough. and yet, what he just said at the end, I find to be the case with a lot of times when any of us seek advice. We kind of we kind of yeah. know. So if you enjoyed that segment of the Busted Halo Show and find that our ministry is valuable, once again, I invite you to partner with us and become part of our Halo Repair crew of monthly donors. We've got great thank you gifts at whatever level you choose to support us at. Things like Busted Halo branded journals and blankets and cell phone chargers and headphones, all kinds of stuff. And if that's not enough, every single member of our Halo Repair crew will get exclusive content every month from me, Father Dave, that you can't get anywhere else just for you. So Check out all the details at bustedhalo.com slash join. And thank you so much for your support of our ministry.